Could we use Youth League as a means of generating funding for the greater community and also generating um, a grassroots, or like more people coming in? <laughs> Parents pay for their kids. Yeah. Parents pay for their kids who then pay us. It's like childcare. Oh my, it is. Parents pay. Parents pay crazy amounts of money. Like, yes. And like holiday, parents pay like a hundred bucks a day for like holiday programs. What just charge a hundred bucks a day to make kids like decorate brooms and run around? This is something I've been thinking about. I really want to run um, in the school holidays. So bad. I have so much glitter. I have nothing to say. Yeah, so I think. Yeah, this thing through Youth Leagues, I think is a really good recruitment idea. Um, and then also, I mean, if we do want to tie it into money as well, um, like, like getting funding from it, um, adding to like holiday camps as well. Things like birthday parties um, are really, really good. The things that we've done through our club, which you guys have probably also done through your club. Um, and again, any any kid who's like super, super keen on it or any parent who comes up with the idea, they think they're like the coolest person amongst their group of friends and you can like refer on to other people. And so I think potentially, uh, again, maybe suggesting to clubs and empowering clubs to reach out and um, do that youth engagement on their own as well is really important. Don't just leave it on QA because QA has seven people plus a couple of staff. They can't just go out and run a kid's birthday party or like a school Quidditch session or something like that. We need to provide resources that can help people do that. I think Nora was first. Yeah. Yes. Um, in terms of like communities reaching out, they can use that as a funding opportunity for their club. Like I know UCID's done that uh, like a couple of events a year, but yeah. I have a question, actually, because Jamie, I think, mentioned that she saw Quidditch on a TV ad, and I was thinking, throughout. Yeah, it was like Sunrise. Yeah, it was Sunrise. I think it was even Thor and Matt who were on there. Um, and yeah, that was really sort of sick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it was Thor and Matt who were on there. Yeah, that was really sick. Okay. Speak up. Sorry, Ingram, I was just saying it was like a Sunrise segment on TV that I saw when I joined, and there was stuff called Drop Bears 2016, like James, Hannah Monty, and Luke went to Sunrise to talk about it before we even won. So, yeah. yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Publicity yeah, advertising is cool. I love it. So visibility sort of stuff. Um, just in terms of like reaching out to schools and stuff, like even potentially like creating like a document or something that like every club and we could just send it out to primary schools, high schools near us being like, hey, you know, Quidditch, cool new sport, maybe do it in your PE lessons. Here's a list of maybe drills or things you can run during the, like, class, the one-hour lesson you guys have. Because I know, like, my high school, I didn't realize until after I graduated, like, I graduated and then they started doing Quidditch stuff during their PE lessons. I don't know how they found it, but I remember my PE teachers saw me on Facebook playing Quidditch. They're like, oh, my God, can you tell us some stuff to do during PE because we don't really know what we're doing, but we think it's a fun sport. We could do like lessons with our year nine kids. I really like that plan of, so I think I, again, in terms of like resource allocation of people, um, I think that that's potentially something that like QA maybe can, can work towards of creating either like this sort of, I guess, marketing document uh, and yeah. And then a program as well to go towards it. But again, I think we should also be empowering clubs to do that themselves so maybe we need to discuss with clubs, okay, why don't you do that? Maybe they feel like they don't have someone who can, um, 
who can run that event or something like that, or they don't know what they're going to do. But then I think actually being able to have that ability to also send us along and to kind of like make sure everything runs smoothly to an extent and like working with them to make sure they're doing things properly or whatever else and having these ideas, I think is also really important. Um, hey, Logan. Ingram's made a point that it's sometimes yep. super hard for clubs to do birthday events because you've got a lot of people who are full-time workers or full-time students, which is an issue you've had in the past. Yeah, I was also going to bring up bring up um, Ingram's point and make make the issue that it's like things like kids' birthday parties and even like corporate like team building. Like you said, did corporate team building for pedestrian TV, and they were like, I was like, how much? recharge like a hundred dollars two hundred dollars and they're like we'll pay you five hundred dollars i'm like okay cool <laughs> oh yeah sure it sounds great but like it, it becomes hard to do these kind of things regularly especially at this time that you're volunteering out of your own time it's not time that you're contributing to like your own like your own quidditch experience as it were that's not it's not, it's not something you're doing at a tournament it's not something you're doing at your own training or something it's a lot of time it's a lot of like logistics as well like having a car to take gear from wherever you store gear to wherever you're holding this this event for the kids or for the um company or whatever um and there aren't a lot of people in quidditch at the moment who have the skills or expertise or experience to do it well um like in a big uni club like sydney um we have enough players that we have some people who are doing prime education and that's great that's really helpful if you want to do a thing for kids but when you're a small team or your qa you don't have the resources to keep sending people out again and again and again taking time out of their own lives to go and run these events um so kind of going on like this time where you know people can't go that's why i think like dedicating a bunch of time now like just creating like a document like with very like easy to understand like things to do and infographics and, you know, just spend a couple of hours, just film some videos of how to run stuff. And then if people come asking if it doesn't work or if schools come asking be like, we can't send someone out, but here's this information package with stuff you can do and run by yourselves without us needing to come out and help you. So we spend the time now, prepare that, and then we can just mass send it out. I also think even just it'd be valuable at an NQL have setting aside an hour where someone or a couple of people who've run birthday parties really successfully run a birthday party for other Quidditch players. And they're like, this is literally how you do this drill. Then you do this drill. This is how you treat seven and eight year olds or 10 year olds or whatever. Um, and so like, you know, you can run like two sessions during an NQL day and expect, tell teams that you expect like multiple members from, like you would love them there. Um, and then the hopefully that equips them with the skills and you also explain like what is actually needed to run a birthday party or run a corporate event or whatever, um, run something for schools as well as the written version. Um, so people know what to do. Um, I also think that, um, encouraging teams to put posts on their website or their Facebook page or whatever, about like, yeah, we run birthday parties, contact us. Oh, um, and QA having QA as a point of contact, and then if they get contacted, we'd like you to run a birthday party. It's in this suburb. You contact the nearest Quidditch team and you say, we have an, like an opportunity for you. Um, because they, they, work, they work really well for like word of mouth and also for fundraising. A thing that I want to say, which diverges from the topic, but stems from the fact that these things are difficult to run if you don't have the manpower and the expertise, is that a lot of the times is a lot 
easier to find an event that something someone is running, like the city is running this, the city is running that, and ask to participate. So I expect that if we mass participate to Mardi Gras, we're going to get an influx of people who are at least interested. And in the past, this has been done by going to Comic-Cons or Supernova, but I think we are deciding that that's not primarily our target. So we should find diverse um, events. So Newcastle, I was thinking about Harmony Day, which is a, an, is, it, is Harmony Day a national thing? Oh, I didn't know. <laughs> cool. <laughs> and, um, and maybe even there are sports conventions that we could mass attend or at least try and get in and arrange something for. Um, and this could also work in giving people something for their time. Because if we play a demo game, you're playing a demo game. So at least you're doing something that's not just talking to people and pure volunteering. So hopefully that works. Um, I think as well, uh, like pubs and clubs and stuff like that are really, really good. Um, so again, at ANU, we, we did something last year with like a local like video game bar. And so obviously like there's sort of that crossover there. And also we've had like a, a ye olde tavern kind of style thing reach out to us and we're doing an event coming up as well. And I think it's, again, that's one of like the target demographics and potentially then it's, it's this benefit that you talk about, like people who like going to the pub or whatever, like they can also hang out and then chill out with their friends at the pub afterwards. But like looking at like local businesses and places like that, I think are also extra things that we could add on to sort of that list, not just like big events. Yeah. And most places are really happy to be like, yes, we will run this. Please just come along because you're free advertising for us. Yeah. We had um, the University of Newcastle ran a Harry Potter party and it was horrible. But um, we set up two hoops and we made people shoot. And if they scored a goal, we gave them a chocolate. And we got like 20 people at the following come and try day. I know, it's insane. Not many of them stuck. A chocolate. Uh, <laughs> and we had a bunch of drunk people um, that we had to put up with, but it was fun, ultimately. Um, I'm just going to add a couple of little points. Um, so with the school stuff, um, I went to a prac because um, I'm a training teacher, and they actually already run Quidditch as a sport but they were using a netball hoop and like hockey sticks were their brooms and things like that. So they, they, didn't, they had no equipment and they were still just like a bunch of little nerdy kids, a couple of sporty kids. And they were just like doing that, made up their own rules and whatever. So I think that this document will really help like push that a little bit more, but we also need to include like equipment costs where you get the equipment from, how do you build it, all that stuff as well. Um, yeah, and just with the youth league, I think that's the way to the future. Like, like sports have longevity because they have young kids coming up, learning it from day one. Who was next? Just to tag in on the document, I'm pretty sure USQ has one, like a whole kiddage section on their website, so we can essentially just like use it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I was just going to say, on the same point, essentially, like, Quidditch, like, youth leagues are a big thing in Europe as well. Like, I don't know how many people watched European games, but they had a streamed youth Quidditch match between Germany and France, for example. Um, 
Yeah, which is really cool. And so we can learn a lot from them as well. I want to say two things. One is that I think we haven't covered on the like non-uni adult side of things. So I don't know how much time we have left, probably not much, but if people have thoughts on that, I feel like we should say that. But also I want to be uh, on the youth side of things. Um, so I don't know what they're called in other states, but in the ACT, it's called the Working with Vulnerable People's Card. And I think you guys have working with Children's Check and whatever else it is in other states is potentially a big, uh, it's a big issue where like, a lot of the time, like if you're with a teacher, it's fine. Or you're with someone who has it, it's fine. But also like, it's possibly then a benefit that if people have that, you can be like, we also have our working with children check done, things like that. And then it makes you more attractive if you do want to go out and do that as a fundraising activity or a recruitment activity or whatever else it might be. And I know at least in the ACT, if you do it as a volunteer, it's free and you just need like a volunteering contact. Um, I would suggest, I don't know if it's already been done, but maybe again, it's something for QA to be like, hey, did you know that if you do a kidditch thing, you could apply for your working with children's check for free, stuff like that. And like, look at how that actually works in terms of, first of all, is that actually true? Okay. Yeah. And then how can we make that as simple as possible? Like who do you put as the contact or whatever on your form, things like that, I think would be really useful as well. Yeah. So I, I know that we've, so we've run a bunch of stuff for, um, through the uni and for Cumberland council. Um, we've run kitted stuff. I've actually got a document, which is basically like, here are some modified rules with no contact because they're children, um, and modified equipment. So shorter brooms, shorter hoops, smaller balls, that are kind of more suited, like those documents exist. I'm like, I'm sure I'm not the only one who already has this as a thing, like a document that exists on my laptop. Surely if we reach, like it's not going to be hard to collate all of this information that we already have. If we put out a call to everyone being like, hey, what stuff have you already typed up? What stuff have you already sorted? How did you make your kittage? We have kittage brooms that have foam on the end so they don't hurt themselves. Like, how did you make yeah, like how did you make them and kind of what what do you use? It will be just a question of collating all yeah, of that. Collate yeah. Just kind of go, let's see what you're missing and put put it together. All right, guys, let's have five more minutes on this. Uh, move away from youth, let's go adults. What counts as an adult? Um, well I guess the the um um, recruitment for people who are post-uni, though, um, like Logan was saying, the people who do like after-work sport or like lunchtime sport um, who want to get active but don't necessarily want to join the most competitive sport. Like all the teachers at my school all played like soccer and they would like throw around after work once a week. And um, lots of people I know do that. And that would be a really like I think that would be a fun market to tap into. So far, like the Weasleys do, they have a lot of like actual adults. Oh my gosh. Like even, yeah, just specifically for teachers, but we could go like to, to schools and be like, hey, are your teachers interested in running a one day a week where we come out and you just, you play Quidditch for an hour after work? Is that something you have enough teachers at your school interested in? Yeah. And then, and then 
like they're playing in their like league. So they're still like they're playing, they're playing after school with adult rules and then they can then run that. Yeah, a te- like a, a post, post-school post teacher's league and then they will know how to play and will be able to. Oh, I've got a mic. Um, something I, that came up on my Facebook one day that now won't leave me alone is Canberra has a social sports organisation that just over and sports. Yeah, and so we could, that, I think that's something that we could very easily tap into, tell them how to run Quidditch and then they can do the recruitment, they can do sorts of things. Then people who want to play competitively would come to us. Yeah. Zany Sports has approached people about Quidditch, um, but they their expectations were super unrealistic about what they were like. We don't want you to teach anybody. We just want people to jump in and play for ten weeks. And um, so Courtney was approached, and then Alex and JV were approached, and they were like, "Look, it's impossible. What you expect us to do?" Um, but um, like if we could translate Merck or something like Merck into a, an eight week or 10 week league for like specifically aimed at like adults who real like lead real lives. Yeah. But if you could tap into like multiple businesses and they like you approach companies, you know, like you start a team, um, even just increasing the, like, even if they just play 10 weeks, increasing the visibility that way, because chances are they have children and chances are, you can be like, we also run birthday parties um, or they know other people or they know uni age people. And they're like, Hey, I play Quidditch. It was really fun. Um, offering that kind of casual because what they want is something casual, something that they can get active and be sporty, but mostly that they can socialize with their friends. Um, and that's what Quidditch I think is ideally placed to provide. On that idea, you could um, have like an adult and a kid's thing running at the same time. And if you had enough people staffing it, yeah, it's like childcare while they learn and be active. Woo. Um, the other thing as well. So I think again, like uh, sort of, and there's sort of two ways to do this, right? We talked about like the urban, like going to urban rec sports and be like, hey, can you run this? And potentially from your guys' experience, that's not necessarily super super profitable, but also like presumably there's different companies that do it, and there's different people that have different expectations. So it's not something like chop off, but also like in terms of doing it ourselves. I think maybe like an easier thing to do from the start is instead of go all out and be like, we're doing like an eight week competition or like a Merc kind of thing. Maybe look into like, I've thought in the past, like we should reach out to again in Canberra, but like public service departments and be like, Hey, do you have your division Christmas party coming up? Did you want people to play Quidditch at your division Christmas party? Cause it's like a fun new thing. Like people do bowls or whatever else. So maybe that's something to, to do. Um, or like, yeah, sort of target like the, the adult equivalent of the birthday party, which I think is like kind of like Christmas parties and, and yeah, corporate team building events like we talked about before as well. And that's something where we can again also maybe create a document that can go out to teams that can potentially then empower them to do their own versions of it. And we can pass it on very, very similar to the youth league, just targeting after uni adults. I don't know where to go. thing. Teams have also done hen and stag nights, which is also a thing. With two tutus, please. I want tutus. Anyway, um, I was thinking also that a way, a, a target group of people to target 
it's lunchtime. I'm starting to lose um, English, but like gym people, the part, the people that go to gym classes that are not just doing weights, but they are more of a group team, like boot camps and stuff. You could tell them, hey, do one weird thing once, play Quidditch. And they can do it once, and then maybe they can tell their kids. And yeah, it's just people that do things. My English is bad, I apologize to everyone. I think that these are all really cool ideas, but it still comes back to the problem of now we need someone who can actually action these and actually go and run these sessions. And that's going to be the biggest challenge in all of these because all the resources exist. Like there are plenty of resources for how to run Quidditch for kids from USQ or from Quidditch Europe and that sort of thing. And lots of teams have written stuff and lots of guides out there that just need to be compiled in some sort of central resource thing, which we'll talk about later. Um, but the, the real challenge is how we get people with enough energy to keep going out and doing this over and over again or get more people into going out and doing it and taking their own time to do it. Well, I think I, I feel like I keep circling back to what I keep saying, but that's why we need to create a thing like create a system where we don't need to run it. They can run it themselves. Even if it's not like really like quality Quidditch or it's really accurate, whatever, as long as we just get them exposed to it, even doing their own version of it, but just give them the resources that schools can run it themselves because schools are already running it themselves. It's just a bit butchered. We just formalize it a bit more, make it a bit more professional, create just like one document that we can send out to businesses to be like, hey, Quidditch is thing. Here's ideas you can do to incorporate it into your own corporate thing at Christmas parties or whatever. Contact us if you want to, but also here's how you can do it yourself. Like super, super quick, sorry, but also just like adding, being able to like lend equipment as well. So like we talked about, like they just don't have the equipment to really do it properly. They don't have hoops or brooms or whatever. So like giving people equipment or just like driving it or like meeting someone up to like collect the equipment for them to go run on their own, I think is also a really big step to help them as well. Ingram so. has suggested gym people as an option. Not all gym people are sport people. I feel like you're right in that the people who go to the gym and do weights and do their own workout, sure, maybe not. But the people who go to the group fitness classes or who go to like F45 or who go to, yeah, those, yeah, those like, those group things. Or a lot of gyms already have like sports leagues attached to them where you can go and like play futsal with them and you sign up for, for like half of the year or whatever. And they run a futsal tournament within the gym. Now, if we can tap into that, we basically can then add on to like the list of. All right, we, we need to wrap up, so we'll go for the summary. Building on Logan's thing, we could create, like QA could create kits that can be like rented, not rented out, but like given out and taken back if you could organize the transportation for that. On your point about like, about volunteers and about 
them not being accessible, like the manpower not being accessible. I'm yeah, very much support the idea of having like video resources or documents that people can utilize. And I think that if we're asking people to use up their time when they're already really time poor, already money poor, because it's usually uni students who are currently in the community, um, there should be financial reimbursement or there should be some sort of incentive or upskilling or something that they're getting back for this. Um, if we can organize it that way, which kind of contradicts the money issue. Um, but more recruitment means more people the next year who join, hopefully. Um, and more money overall. Um, yeah, cool. Um, this is very vaguely related to recruitment, but I'm really keen to make a literal map of Sydney in which the training grounds of each team is highlighted. So you can go on the Quidditch Australia website or you can be like, hey, I live in Camden and I want to play Quidditch, but you guys are the North Sydney Nightmares, like I'm not there. You can be like, well, here's a map. Here's the, and then here's a link to the team's contact details. What if we contacted Google and made Google Sports? You can do that yourself. Yeah. Microphone, guys. For what's around this area. And if I quit it. Yeah, so what if we went on maps and just pinned our training grounds so that when people go in the area and they say, explore this area, what's to eat, what's to shop, what's the sports, Quidditch comes up. On that note, we can do like Airbnb experiences of Quidditch or, um, or like meetup.com. Yeah, and all those like sort of websites. That's so good. This means I agree, it's an applause in sign language. Yeah, just like I understood what you were um, cut, cut me off if you guys already covered this while I was in the bathroom. But um, I think all of this kind of just comes back to like, like I'm trying to think of how this comes back to us as people, but also mainly like QA of, okay, how do we now actually work forward to this? And in terms of like the departments and portfolios that currently exist, I feel like it's very much mostly like a marketing thing. Um, so I think it needs to kind of just be like, we need to go through this list and actually figure out, okay, how do we market this to schools that they want to get involved how do we market this to clubs that already exist so that they want to do it and like i know somewhere right like financial reimbursement there but like make it obvious to clubs hey do you need a fundraising event why don't you run a birthday party why don't you run a christmas party or something like that and so i think it it needs to be like if i'm honest like seven people will read the minutes that we've written here today because people in quidditch are lazy so like put it in their face and be like these are the ideas that we came up with and make it appealing for them to actually want to do it. Make it as easy as possible for people to kind of like actually participate with it and pick up on it. But, but yeah, <laughs> a, AJ wants to read the 34 pages, but most people just want like a fancy graphic that AJ has made and condensed for us already, right? Um, like just have dollar signs on one side and like run Kidditch down the bottom and that's all you need. Okay, wrap up. That's a long wrap up. Let's go, Kelsey. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, so wrapping this up, uh, basically we need a youth league happening. We want to get it in, out into schools, um, get graded sport happening so that we can get kids moving up into the adult Quidditch. Um, to do that, we're going to need a document. We apparently have some resources available. We're going to need to crowdsource that get it all together. 
Um, it's a lot of marketing that we need to be doing, um, teams and QA as well. Possibly need to look at having marketing, marketing staff in QA. Do we have that currently? Yeah, just you, just AJ. Yeah, okay, cool. So we need to sort of get that happening as a working group. And then in terms of adults, we need to be looking at reaching out to social sports associations, local businesses, doing corporate events, gyms, things like that, just to try and get the adult world interested in Quidditch as a sport. Our biggest challenge is man, woman, non-binary power. Amazing. 